You're listening to Awaken with Angus Ford Robertson. Exploring humanity's greatest mystery, awakening through awareness. Hello, greetings. Episode four of the Awaken podcast with me, Angus Ford Robertson. I hope this finds you very well. So this whole season of podcasts, as you know very well, is dedicated to the subject of relationship, intimacy and sex, and particularly how it intersects with the awakening process, how we evolve and grow and individuate uh, as human beings. Today's topic is around models of relationship. Now, this is a topic that, of course, for some people can be really juicy and exciting and uh, very refreshing to have a a sort of a new inquiry into this. Um, For other people, hmm, not so much. Uh, For for some people, looking at uh, different styles of relating can be quite triggering, uh, challenging, even upsetting. So um, do be gentle with yourself, but understand this is a conversation exploring um, potentially different merits of different styles of relating. As you'll hear, I think Louise brings a very fresh and balanced approach to this very important conversation and shares some insights into how different styles of relating could be more suited to different stages of life. Okay, get yourself comfy. Uh, Trigger warnings have been served to those with a nervous relationship disposition and, and I hope you enjoy the conversation. Oh, welcome back. Welcome back, Louise. How are you doing? Very good. Thank you. Do we think we have more builders today? Oh, I'm not sure they're gone yet. <laughs> they could well be continuing through yeah. the episode. So apologies if you hear drills going off. It's uh, it's just drills. Okay. Um, look, I was loving, once again, where we got to on the last session. It kind of leads, well... It leads into an area that I've alluded to um, on previous sessions around models of relationship. So I'd love today for us to very, in in very general and broad terms, to explore what's this all about, this sort of this this phenomena that's becoming more uh, prevalent, let's say, these days of exploring what what style of relationship does actually suit me perhaps for my stage of life or or you know my intention in in relationship so we're going to head into a few questions around that and um yeah let's see where we get to with that does that sound okay mm-hmm. yeah, yeah absolutely so the first question i suppose is just to to see if we can name because obviously you yeah i should just back up a little minute uh, uh, here uh, Louise, as many of you already know, is a very experienced psychotherapist, and she's worked for some quite uh, quite a while now in the in the uh, sexual and relational field. That's been a specialist area, and um, the I think it would be useful for listeners just to have a little kind of headline of what are these words? What are the, what does it mean? I mean, monogamy. Most people know kind of what's meant by that, but polyamorous and and then there's all sorts of other shades in between. So, would you be able to just give a little heads up? What what is meant by these these different headings and styles? 
So monogamy, I mean, obviously people know what monogamy means, just to be faithful to one partner, to have a relationship that only entails two people. Mm-hmm. That's how still most people live. And, and that's the cultural norms that we received. Mm-hmm. So it is a very strong imprint we have from our mostly from our families um from our culture from society so it's considered as the normal way of living and everything that's outside of that is outside of the norm mm. yeah so mm-hmm. that's kind of the paradigm that we are still in and we're beginning to grow out of because fortunately there's some explorations happening at the edges Mm. and that's always where where it's interesting that's where the future is begin is being built and you know i'm i'm all about that what where we headed where we headed you're about the evolutionary edge louise exactly that's my (laughs) thing yeah and at the evolutionary edge of course when there's a society and this is a norm and this is what we do and this is normal it's the edges that's interesting it's all the experiments of Mm. of what's new what's next Mm. and here we have polyamory for example Mm -hmm. polyamory poly means more and amory means love so Mm -hmm. it means loving more than one that's what it means Mm -hmm. and in that sense you can say we're all polyamorous i mean hopefully we love more than one person Mm there's many people that we love we love if we have children we love our children and we love them we love them all we love our parents we love our friends we have many loves Mm. we have many loves so in that sense just to keep it you know let's start there we already love many people Mm. but most of us do not consider ourselves as polyamorous meaning that that's not how we live our relationships Mm-hmm. And, and and it's an interesting it's an interesting journey between loving many people and and then what happens when we get into monogamy where we are only allowed to love one person as if that was true because it's not true because we love many people but of course we love them in different ways mm-hmm. and i think we need to see polyamory in that way it's about loving many people in different ways Mm-hmm. But the way we define it in, in our society is to be in relationship with more people. And the reason why I start why I start out here, Angus, is that we can get a lot of defenses up if we think like, oh my goodness, it's just about being polyfocry or just having many lovers and just not committing to one and it's all messy and it's it's all a disaster and it, it shouldn't be happening and you know who where we feel we feel very challenged by that idea but if we start with it's natural to love is love and we love many people that can help us to understand that some people make the choices also to love more than one person romantically or sexually Mm-hmm. And that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. And you can say when, when we start from, it's completely natural to love many people, but 
in society when we start putting up rules around how what are we allowed to do with the people that we love mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. those are the rules that's where it starts getting complicated it's not about the love because the love is already there mm. but what are we allowed to do with the people that we love I'm going to have to pause you there. There are so many questions coming up from everything you've just said. <laughs> I don't know where to start. I'm sort of slightly reeling. Um, let's just take a breath. Okay. Hmm. It's the first thing I really, really need to ask on that. Can we just then... Well, can I also name that, of course, while we're talking in a slightly binary sense of monogamy and polyamory, there's every single nuanced version. There's thousands of versions in between of, you know, rules and regulations and let's allow this but not allow that. And so it's not that it's just one thing. It's, in my experience, it's a, a, an entire spectrum and we can be anywhere on that spectrum. I think another major theme that we need to explore a little more is, for example, this is something I, I do with clients in the therapy room a lot, is, is one's choice for monogamy, the social uh, gold standard relationship, is one's choice for that from fear or from love? I find that one of the most potent and often explosive questions to ask in opening up the conversation. And I must just declare one more thing before I pass the ball back to you. I want to say for the record, before we go deeper, from my perspective, there is no right or wrong. I have experienced in my uh, 54 years on earth, uh, pretty much every style of relating at some point. And I'm happy that I have, and I very much feel that now I'm finding what's right for me at this stage in my life. Um, and it, boy, it's been a, a, a rich and interesting and challenging journey. It continues to be. But I just want to name, particularly for some of the listeners that are perhaps new to this subject, there is no advocating for one being better than the other. Certainly not from me, and I don't believe from you either, Louise. It's it's up to the individual to, to discover what's right for them, what serves them best in their journey to, to love, capital L. And I think you gave a really important key there, Angus, because you said, at this stage of my life. Yes, because as you say, there's no right and wrong and there's no black and white. This is how I am. Mm. I don't believe in that. I think it's, this is what's right for me right now. Mm. Mm. I, you know, this question of, are we monogamous or are we polyamorous by nature? I, I don't know what's nature and what's nurture. Mm. I don't know what we inherited and what what we really are i think we are we are both and all of it and i think it depends on which stage of life and how is our life organized it's mm. it, it really is that simple how is our life organized what's important right now for example if you are a young family if there's children mm. there's a unit that needs protection and how can that unit be protected best, especially if there's young children and it's a vulnerable time, especially for the mother? Mm. 
there probably needs to be more safety, more containment in a relationship than at a later stage in life where there's other needs. So it's not like I'm just wired like that. I think we have a lot of ideas about ourselves that some of them are very are very fear-based and are very, it's, you know, it's just cultural conditioning. So yeah. I think it's, it's, it's an open question that really relates to who am I? What are my needs at this stage of my life? Nice. That leads beautifully on to the next question that's coming up for me. And I know there's no right or wrong to this, but to what degree do you feel that historically, certainly in the recent sort of hundred, maybe thousands or so years, a couple of thousand years maybe, to what degree has fear, perhaps patriarchy and, and so on, uh, resulted in monogamy becoming the gold standard, everyone must conform, otherwise you're weird, Perhaps you can just reflect on that. What comes up from that? Is it? Do you feel it was mostly fear that led to that that state of affairs, or yeah, or what? Dot dot dot. Mm -hmm. I think I think it's two things. I think it's both structural in society. I think patriarchy, capitalism, the organization of the family unit as as a working unit. I think and and you know ownership and inheritance, etc. I think that plays a big, big part, a big, mm. big part. But mm. the other part is our human psychology. Mm. It's, you know, that's, that's the fear, that's the internal structure of our need to feel safe, our need to belong. Mm. And that will, that also plays a very big, a very big part of how we want our love life to be organized. So it's something that we touched upon in our in our first session, which is about the attachment. How when we come together in a couple and we have this kind of myth that relationships should just be unicorns and happy and wonderful, but the reality is that it isn't. Mm -hmm. Relationship is hard work because we have attachment issues. We have wounds. We have fears that are left over from our childhood and everyone has it. It's kind of impossible to go through life without. Mm. Those fears will impact us as grown-ups. And this is the other half of, you know, when I say capitalism, society, structures, but there's our internal psychology. How safe do we feel in ourselves? Where are we in our belonging? And the belonging is key. If we mm -hmm. feel safe in a belonging, it's much easier for us to live in a relationship where we share love, where we are not depending on one love to feel we belong, to feel that we are safe in the world. Mm -hmm. And I simply think that's <laughs> key to if we want to explore other relating styles, we need to look at the belonging. If there's enough belonging in I belong in a family, I belong in a group of friends, I belong in myself, I belong. Not just I belong with my with my spouse or my partner, because then it becomes very vulnerable. Then I'm going to get very scared. Then it's, you know, that's the deep instinctual fear that's going to be, be woken up. Oh, what, is, what is my partner doing? And then it's our instinctual 
fear of attachment or, or not belonging that is too difficult to handle. So I think those two things are what we are dealing with when we start exploring other ways of relating. I'm intrigued by that last piece, very intrigued, because I'm wondering, and this is a question, it's not a statement, I'm wondering if I can ask back, do you think you were speaking more from the feminine there, of the wanting to belong? Because as by way of a share, my personal experience as man is that that's not a big drive for me. I have plenty of big drives and lots of unconscious, unconscious and shadow drives. I'm, I'm aware of some of those. But the belonging thing, I'm just naming, to me feels more of the feminine drive than the masculine. But I may be wrong. I may be wrong. What do you feel on that? I think it just has a slightly different flavor. Mm. Because I think instinctually women are more vulnerable so of course our belonging is going to be it's going to be in a different way we want to 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 belong to feel safe but men also have a drive for belonging and i think that drive might be showing up in in wanting different connections mm -hmm. so as long as i have these women on the go i feel safe because there's always someone Mm. There's always someone I can turn to. It's a, you know, it's just it's the other side of the coin, but it's the same need to feel safe. Mm. And it can it 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 can it's not always like that, but it's often like that. Oh, maybe let me let me revise it and say it's sometimes like that. That mm. women have been more psychologically evolved, more psychologically mature. And start questioning things, start questioning them and start asking men to step up, to start owning, you know, start owning their feminine sensitive qualities. Women want to be met emotionally. Some men feel really challenged by that. Some men feel really challenged by having to show up with their emotions. So they want to run away, but they still want to belong. So mm. they're going to run away to someone else because mm. that's easier it's not always how it is but that's a big shadow side of of polyamory if we start kind of bridging into that it's that it's simply it's easier to find a belonging where you're not going to get challenged than to find a belonging with a strong empowered woman that's that's gonna you know you will have to step up in order to belong Mm. But we, I, I think both men and, and women absolutely have a need to belong. It just, it looks different. Interesting. Interesting. And I want to come back to the monogamy piece that, so we've lived in a culture, a sort of global culture now for some long while where still monogamy is held to be the, the, the sort of the, the industry standard, so to speak. And yet, if we're to believe the Esther Perels and others, Two-thirds of marriages, monogamous marriages, um, are with affairs and indiscretions and multiple blah, 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 blah. So I'm just sort of, I don't know if this is even a question, but it may be just seeking some commentary. But I'm sort of baffled in a sense now at this point in my life how we still 
in a sense, pull the wool over, over our own eyes as to, no, well, that's still the thing that we're going for, obviously, because that's the one that works. When, as Esther Perel says, it clearly doesn't actually work in the way that we're told it does. <laughs> Do you see where I'm headed with this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anything coming up from that? Is that bringing up anything? I think we have to revise our expectations of what relationship is. Mm. You know, going back to when we grow up, we are told to expect that relationship is just going to be, it's going to be sorted all, all. like when you find the one, you're going to be good and it's going to be happy ever after. The but Disney it, fairy tale. Exactly. And we're still living by that. We're still living by that illusion. Instead of being realistic with a life partnership, it's hard work. It's a journey. It's a journey of two people. And I think we have to be realistic with if we are in a long-term committed and let's say monogamous relationship we're going to get bored of each other we're going to grow out of our old identities and our old agreements and our old ways and we have to be realistic with that and know that our relationship will have to be renegotiated time and time over again I love it. I love it. You've mind read uh, where I was headed for our last point, which is that I, I I have a sense that what's needed is that we need constant updates and uh, revisions and software patches, <laughs> yeah. you know, downloaded and discussed and agreed. And I, I also want to name, and I'd love to do a commentary on this in a moment, but I, for me, I'm sort of at a point now having explored all sorts of different um, options and styles and so on over the many years uh, of adult life, I think I've landed at a place where I can see the good and true and honest potential of a loving, monogamous, spiritually infused union. The ideal of it is actually perfect and the, if it's done with tremendous presence on and uh and a commitment to the process of revising 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 wow it possibly this is just in my mind it possibly doesn't get any better than the exclusive monogamous spiritually infused commitment to man to woman woman to man but to get there, we probably have to go around the houses a few times, <laughs> fall off the horse a thousand times, pick ourselves up, and then go, huh, they got it right kind of the first time, but with some caveats and some additions. I, I completely love what you're saying, Angus, because that, you know, as I was talking about, here we are as a society, these are the rules, and this is the paradigm, and then we're touching the edges. Mm. And polyamory exists on the edges. Mm. And it is so important that we move through these stages. We always have to break the existing paradigm to evolve. But that doesn't mean that, for example, polyamory is the future, the right Right. thing. It's a stage. And we have to, I think it's important that as, as societies, we move through those stages as in our personal life, we move through those stages. doesn't mean that everyone has to be polyamorous. That, that's not what I'm saying. But that we have to be able to have these questions, considerations 
and feel into where we we are with it instead of just putting our head in the sand and say that's not for me mm. because we are evolving we are evolving and that means that it there can't be a place where we can't go because then we can't we can't evolve and that's the same in a relationship if we we think we have an agreement we got married and that's just how it is and and we just always going to be together in this way if we don't renegotiate there's not going to be the renewal that you're talking about because i think you hold absolutely this is also a glimpse of the future of the real potential of relationship that you're talking about here mm. and but in order to get there in order to get to the relationship that we are constantly renewing we have to be courageous enough to do that and i think polyamory might be just a stage you know of finding a way to renew ourselves with other people while actually we can renew ourselves together mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's not i don't I, i'm not saying that this is how it is but it's what i'm wondering yeah it's an inquiry isn't it that's yeah. all we can do it's an ongoing inquiry there are no conclusions because whatever we say today may change tomorrow yeah. <laughs> louise thank you that was a heartful uh really heartful session and i really appreciate your your candor and your honesty thank you so much we'll do this again next week yes thank you till then bye You've been listening to Awaken with Angus Ford-Robertson. To join my Awaken program, please visit angusfordrobertson.com.